in the book of Ephesians. And we're looking at the first chapter. And this is one of those chapters where um, you'll be challenged to break it down into subtopics, which I did not do. I'm going to do what my bishop used to do. Take you to the text, and we'll start reading. So let's stand. We'll find a verse to land in on right now. And we're going to read, if you'd be so kind, verse number one in that first chapter, all the way down to verse number six. I don't know how far we'll make it in the chapter, but it's it's uh, books and books and books have been written just on this chapter in uh, Ephesians 1. And I want to talk about all spiritual blessings. Are you with me? All spiritual blessings. What does verse number one say? Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ. Grace and peace to you and peace from God our Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ. Here it is. This is, this is what uh, encouraged the uh, theme for today. And what does it say? Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ who has blessed us with all spiritual blessings. Now that's key right there. We're fast. We're awfully fast. But that's very key. He's blessed us. This is the word of God. This is the divine word of God. There is absolutely no error, no cheating, no race of people trying to manipulate another people. Evil people manipulate the Bible to subjugate another people. But it does not make the word of God of none effect. Are you with me? So verse number three, we land on it, and it's very powerful. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ. And what else? According as he has chosen us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and without blame before him in love. And what else? Having predestinated us unto the adoption of children by Jesus Christ to himself according to the good pleasure of his will. Verse number six. To the praise of the glory of his grace wherein he hath made us accepted oh that's so powerful he has accepted us in the beloved you may be seated after reading this powerful word from heaven the author once again is many of our favorites and that is the little short bow-legged long nose malaria eyed 
vulgar speech, the apostle Paul. These were the things they said about him. They did not like his appearance. They did not like the stigma that he had with his eyes. And they also said his speech is crude. They did not like that and they attempted to discourage the saints from walking under the authority of the Apostle Paul by the grace of God in Christ. And so they, at one point we preached not long ago in Xenia, they said he, his letters seemed to be bold and profound. That's what his antagonists were saying. He said, but wait till you see him. When you see him, he's too weak to even speak up for himself. And in Corinthians, he told them, I want to let you know that this doctrine that I have came from God and is going back to God. And he let them know, don't judge by what your eyes can see. He was very powerful, and he warned them, I would rather come to you in meekness and in tears, but don't make me come to you with another intention. And that is basically, now when you're talking about wreck the house, you get people say that about preachers, so-and-so wrecked the house. The apostle Paul really could wreck a house. When he preached and you interfered, people dropped dead. Well, he said, I'm not even there with you, and I know what's going on in the church. I feel your spirit from way over here. So he was, uh, he was some kind of fellow, and you can understand why we all admire him. Uh, he had given himself over to the Lord, and God used him to do a great thing. This epistle is designed to get him to rescue the people in the pagan city of Ephesus. Ephesus was given older, over to pagan worship. And they had one particular figure that made them money. And her name was Diana. And she was called the God of heaven. Or the queen of heaven. And they worshipped her and gave her credit for life. They said she was the goddess of fertility. And so they were trying to infiltrate the church for two reasons. First, their doctrine was of the devil. Second, they were losing money because of the stern preaching of the apostles. And we find that that's true today. If you mess with people's money, they will kill you. People will kill you out of principle over one penny. People will come up to McDonald's and drag the little waitress out the window because they didn't give them their Popeye sandwich. I know we probably got four or five out here right now that would drag somebody through the window because they didn't get their fish sandwich right. Fish was too soggy and you pull them out the window. I don't know 
You must be hungry, that's all. God bless him, Jesus. I don't know what to say about it. People will hurt you for a little bit of nothing. People will hurt you if you cut your eyes at them the wrong way. Men will attack you if you look better than them. Girls will tear you up if you keep getting all the looks and the hollers and the shout outs. They're, you know, they'll make up a reason why they don't like you. But what they really don't like is, how come she get the shout out? Why is everybody like them? People will hurt you over a little bit of nothing. i tell you the truth. May the Lord help us. But the Apostle Paul was denigrated. He was minimized. He was ostracized. His preaching was undermined by people that were stuck on how they looked. And they were stuck on his manner of speaking. And so God caused them to be more and more blessed. The more the devil pressed, the more God lifted him up. Anybody ever been that way before where it looked like you had haters, but the more they hated, you didn't, you found out, I don't have to apologize because I'm blessed. I don't have to apologize because I'm running at the head of the pack. I don't have to apologize because I've been promoted. God did this thing. Praise the Lord, everybody. And so he writes the saints to let them know that this thing is real. And we are situated in the boundless fields of God's blessing. Pressed down, I wish somebody would talk to me. Shaken together, running over, bouncing off your bosom. And by the time you get finished with one, the Bible says another one comes in. I will bless you from fruit to the vintage. I will bless you from harvest to harvest. Before you consume the last harvest, I'll pour out on your current harvest. And some of us are looking for money and looking for things, but if you're clothed in your right mind right now, and if you know right from wrong, and if you are better than you were three years ago in your spirit, and if you're better than you were a few weeks ago, if you are here today and you can thank God for your spiritual strength and thank God for your position in life, it's an amazing thing. And then when we can be thankful about winning the inward war, look at somebody and tell me this is an inner and outer struggle. It's about, it's about will the inward man prevail. It's about can you get glory on the inside and then I will do something for you on the outside. But too many of us want God to do something on the outside and we're still devilish, we're still hateful, we're still resistant, we're still subvi uh, subversive, we're divisive. We do all of these things, but we want God to fix but we haven't grown much on the inside. Anybody going to talk to me today? And so the Apostle Paul was letting them know that this thing is real. And the blessings are boundless. And so he says, 
Grace be to you. What an invocation. Grace be to you. And peace from God our Father. And often and is translated Kai even from the Lord Jesus Christ. And so we find that we're going to always need God's grace. Because that's how this thing got started. It got started by the miracles of grace. Praise the Lord. And many would like to join a club and get honor because they did this work and that work. And, and they're so strong and they try so hard. But here Paul is telling the people that we are here by grace. Grace is the unmerited favor of God that gives us the desire and the power. Some of us, even though we stumble, we still haven't lost our desire to do the will of God. That's grace. Uh, I don't care what you've been through. If you have an inkling of desire to do God's will, that's a sign that he hasn't given up on you yet. This ain't no cult. This is a church full of grace. And mercy and truth and struggle. Three steps forward, a half step back. Nevertheless, we can thank God we still have a desire to walk with him, to talk to him, to be with him, to pray to him, to up our prayers, to up our reading, to up our service, to up our availability, to make stronger our presence ministry. That's because it's grace on the inside. I know it's too long to really try to muh and dig it all out like that. Everybody all right though? All right, all right, all right. Let's see here. Grace is upon us and another ingredient of the invocation as he brings us to the infinite blessings of God bestowed upon us is that he extends peace from God. Verse number three, he gives a, he, I don't know, he can't take it. Grace is enough. That man that preached here not long ago preached the young man Dr. Bill Newman from Columbus, Ohio. He threw his doctrine out there but when he hit what a scoundrel he was and when he hit how undeserving he was it struck a raw nerve in this congregation because all of us can look back over the bridge that God brought us under and we just shake our head and we don't know why he loves us. We come up with these little curly Q answers. But when you really look at how we are, our whole personality seems to be in opposition to what God wants to do. The way you look through your eyes, the way you try to intimidate people, the way you refuse uh, to bust a grape and give God a little bit of praise, uh, the way uh, you turn everything uh, into an opportunity to criticize everybody uh, the way uh, you are so resistant and so rebellious but yet you're the first one uh, to call yourself good it takes grace that God don't break out and do something to you because you've missed 
that you're in here by grace. It by grace that you are saved. It is the gift of God, lest any man should boast. And so he lets us know just talking about grace does something to you. When you know that God could have killed you, but he didn't do it, he could have struck you because of your attitude. You know, God looks at face structure. He looks at everything. Now, I can't because I'm not smart enough to judge what that ugly look you got is. You understand? You're not smart enough to judge why I look ugly and snarl. Uh, he, uh, Minister David just took seven pictures of me, and I said, tear every one of them up. I didn't like them. And I said, can't everybody take my picture? I got one man that takes my picture, and I ain't going to tell you who it is. And they love taking my picture, and when they get through with me, I look good. Most people catch me moving my mouth open, my eyes popped the wrong angle, and I look like a little bulldog. And Sean, that's why every now and then when I preach, I just uh, smile. Because I know uh, you, I'm conscientious. I don't want to scare you to death looking like a bulldog. But God knows what that look you have. He knows what you're saying, what you're doing, how you're resisting, how you're bucking up, how you're shutting down the word, how you, instead of getting sweeter and softer and tender and friendlier, there's something wrong. And so it says a proud look God hates. And seven more things, six more things he hates. Praise the Lord. The seventh is an abomination, Proverbs 6. And so he contemplates the grace that he has, he contemplates the peace that he has. I want to warn everyone that in order to have perfect peace, it is not how you feel in your emotions. It's whether or not you have believed God. It's not how much meditation you do and how you seem to be uh, talking positive and being good to yourself and running all over the country and then with your arrogant self, go, I'm full of peace. Ain't but one peace. I wish you would talk to me. You're full of worldly peace. You're full of fleshy peace. You're full of peace because of your privilege. You're full of peace because your body feels better. You're full of peace because uh, you have some money. You're full of peace because you have a few friends. But I'm telling you about a peace that passes understanding. And that is peace that can give God worship in the midst of the storm. Peace uh, that refuses to be moved when the money runs out and the trips are gone and the friends are few and the job is not there and the body fails you. You can look back over the bridge and you recognize that the blood of Jesus uh, has broken down.
down the enmity that was between the two of you and you are at peace in God. You're at peace with the blood of Jesus. You're at peace because he covers you. You're at peace because he's given you his peace. It is not winning a ball game. It is not making love and all that's good. It's not that but peace is being at peace with God and knowing in your heart if you die right now God will take you all the way back to heaven and if I can get 50 people to anchor in to what real peace is if I die now I will worship him all the way back home let's clap our hands and praise him like we just got the Holy Ghost thank him for heaven thank him for forgiveness thank him for mercy thank him he's a God of second chances third chances fourth chances thank him if it had not been for the Lord who is on my side I would have perished but oh give thanks unto the Lord for he is good and his mercy endureth forever let the redeemed of the Lord say so whom he has redeemed out of the hand of the enemy we wandered in the wilderness in the world in the ghetto in the bad places in a solitary way with no certain place to dwell but he reached down and he brought us out he drew us out of many waters he drew us out of people abusing us talking about us trying to oppress us you can call me the n-word all you want i'm a child of god i am a son of god i'm a beautiful black man i'm a beautiful man i'm a beautiful king i am god's child i got a heaven i got a place to go to can we just give god the glory and thank him right now touch your neighbor and praise the lord and tell him we're going somewhere we got some place god is taking me right now i don't have time to be weak i don't have time to be a troublemaker i don't have time to be caught up in this world i have the peace that passes all understanding I'm getting ready to sit down, but I just wanted to tell you, if you feel peace, obey the next verse. It says, worship him. Blessed be God, the Father of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places. Open up your mouth. Get a gift out. Worship him. He's given you everything that you need tell two people you lack nothing everything you need is already here you're going to get the whole thing God's not playing with you we're with him because he's with us we're with him because we have no lack we're with him because we shall not want we're with him because he is a conqueror we're not with a quitter we're not with a loser He's given us everything. Pressed down. Shaken together. Running over. He's given it to us. Leap for joy. Go on in and worship. Tell the devil he's a liar. Tell your enemy it shall be done. Give God the glory. Give him the glory. 
praise him like you lost your mind worship him receive the Holy Ghost open your mouth let him feel it let God have his way let him lift you let him heal you let him bring you he's wonderful Somebody say yeah, yeah, say yeah, 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 yeah. Tell two people. Well, it's cold season and flu season, so I'm going to have to stop telling you to tell somebody. But somebody just shout, I don't have to be a beggar no more. Come on, somebody. I'm not a beggar. Everything I have, I got it from God. I'm not going to beg him for self-control because I already got it. I'm not going to beg him for peace because he's already given it to me. I'm not going to beg him for the victory because he's already Giving me everything that I need. If there's somebody that wants to be saved today, get up out your seat and come. As we minister to you at this altar, we've got time to minister and get breakthroughs. So last week's sermon, the young man said, what lack I yet? This week's sermon says, you lack nothing. Clap your hands and thank God for that. I need three people to shout, I am somebody. Come on, somebody. You go, well, why are you telling me to do that? And I still feel something. Listen, you need to rebuke the devil right now and let him know, I don't care what you try to do to me. I've got a God who will supply all of my needs. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Eyes of my heart, Lord. Open the eyes of my heart, I want to see you, I want to see you. Open the eyes of my heart, Lord, open the eyes of my heart, I want to see you, I want to see you. Help me sing. Open the eyes of my heart. Open I want you. I want to see you.